morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers lost to the Clippers again. They are 2-9 with no real games ahead of them that you would say for sure are definite wins. So everything's dandy. Nine more games. The Lakers kept it relatively close uh, for, well, they got their butts kicked in the first quarter. They came back and kicked the Clippers' butts in the second quarter and then got their butts kicked again in the third quarter and never caught back up, really, to to make much of a game of it. So that was about how things went. Uh, The Lakers, I thought, when they were making their run back into it, um, it was kind of sort of more of a result of them making shots than it was like, anything that they were doing to disrupt the Clippers. I thought the Clippers, I think this is something that um, a a team like the Clippers is really going to struggle with where they'll go through stretches where guys start kind of looking for theirs and they'll start kind of pushing it. They'll take some bad shots because they don't know necessarily um, when their next one is coming. So the Lakers made their run in the second quarter. The Lakers have been pretty good this year in seconds. Uh, the Clippers have been pretty bad this year in the second quarter. So that was about as well as the Lakers looked all game. Um, but for the majority of it, they were clearly the, the, the lesser of the two teams. The Clippers playing this one without Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the Lakers playing this one without Lonnie Walker. Uh, obviously still without Thomas Bryant, still without um, Dennis Schroeder. And then at the end of the game, they were without... LeBron James, who walked into the back tunnel uh, holding his left leg, and apparently it is a groin injury that they are going to get some imaging on uh, later today by the time you guys are listening to this. So they lose to the Clippers, and then they lose LeBron James, and if he misses any even short amount of time, to be completely honest, they might have just lost their season. I... Honestly, don't have that much more to say. I have said it really kind of over the last few months. I said it especially this last week as we get more and more detail um, as it pertains to what the Lakers are doing. I did write a uh, column for Silver Screen and Roll, so I guess I'll read that and kind of sort of get out of here. I Unfortunately, it seems like apathy is kind of starting to set in with Lakers fans, and we aren't even at Thanksgiving. Um, Jeannie Buss, you know, the thing that she cares about above all is the Lakers brand and and how they are seen in the market. Uh, they're a joke right now. They've, they've been a joke uh, for the vast majority of, of, you know, the tail end of Kobe's career. Um, the, the 2010s, they were terrible. And then... They, you know, LeBron decides to come to L.A. and they win a championship. And outside of that one year, they have been pretty much a joke. (laughs) So for one year out of basically since uh, Dr. Bus started kind of passing up some of that power. uh, Yeah, this is kind of sort of who the Lakers are. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see when fans, it's one thing to get loud and to get angry and stuff. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sure we're going to, you know, hear some boos and stuff like that. But I do kind of wonder 
at what point fans start showing apathy? At what point do fans start saying, oh, well, they're a joke anyway. We'll step away and we'll do something else while we wait for the Lakers to figure it out, if they ever figure it out. And until then, you know, this all lays at Genie's feet. The Lakers have a superstar problem. Despite winning a championship on the backs of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and a collection of steady role players, Rob Polinka has been transfixed on the notion of landing a third star. Unfortunately, he accomplished that goal in trading for Russell Westbrook. Fascinatingly, despite winning with two stars and failing miserably with three, the Lakers are once again passing up on depth for the mere chance of bringing in a third max contract. In almost a year and a half of title irrelevancy, Palinka and the Lakers appear to not have learned anything at all. At last year's trade deadline, the Lakers decided not enough could be done to take that miserable roster from the bottom of the conference to championship contention and thus didn't do anything. In the offseason that followed, Palinka held off on a Westbrook trade while keeping an eye on the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving specifically. No move came to fruition. Heading into training camp, the Lakers decided to wait a quarter of the season before trading Westbrook so as to see what else the market might produce. That's gone swimmingly. Now, as the Lakers sit with just two wins 10 games into the season, now 11, Palinka and the front office are once again foregoing trades that could replenish much-needed depth for a chance at a reported mystery superstar. This is a staggering disinterest in learning anything whatsoever from failure. But how else would this play out when those leading the Lakers to this point have not only been not held accountable for those mistakes, but were seemingly rewarded for them? Not only was the temperature of Palinka's seat not turned up, he was extended. Genie Bus rewarded him for last season. Let's just say reports of the Lakers' waiting game are true, and there's no reason to believe they aren't. Palinka is waiting for a player capable of turning a team that is cur- that currently sits at 2-8. and eight and very well could be 2-9 and nine after they play the Clippers tonight. They are 2-9. and nine. Into one that viably competes for a championship. There may be a handful of players who fit that description, and none who can be acquired for Westbrook's bloated contract and two first-round picks. So the Lakers, who would probably fairly easily be a 500 or higher team with, say, Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, are in freefall down the st- standings, waiting for a star who almost assuredly isn't coming. Some names who've been rumored or mentioned in league circles are DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, and Damian Lillard. DeRozan doesn't fix anything that's wrong with the Lakers by himself. Beal and Lillard come closer to that, but almost definitely aren't available given their team's start to the season and their commitment to those cities. Turner and Heald are, on the other hand, available, and do go fairly far in filling the Lakers' need for interior size and shooting on the perimeter. Hell, The offer from Utah of some combination of Jordan Clarkson, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and others is more intriguing than it was months ago, given what those guys have done to ignite Utah's incredible start to the season. But no, here the Lakers are, once again waiting for a quick fix when it usually takes years to build a championship roster, as evidenced by their own recent championship roster. The process that eventually culminated in that 2020 title started years prior when the Lakers signed Contavious Caldwell-Pope in 2018 and drafted the prospects who would eventually be traded for Anthony Davis. They developed Kyle Kuzma over multiple seasons before he was ready to contribute to winning at that level. 
James is the most impactful acquisition of the last decade plus for the Lakers, and even he wasn't able to single-handedly take them from the malaise of the 2010s into the playoffs that first season. They eventually traded for Davis, signed veteran role players, and went on to win one of the most fulfilling rings in franchise history. If you were to judge by just their own actions, though, they have no idea how all that came to be or what made that team special. At some point, Palinka is going to have to stop looking for that single move that transforms the Lakers from the garbage fire they've been since he successfully pulled off what he thought was that kind of move in bringing in Westbrook and start building something piece by piece. Based on these recent reports, though, the Lakers are doomed to yet another season of irrelevance as we hope he figures that out. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. In terms of content to check out, make sure you listen to the conversation I had with Aaron earlier yesterday. Um, That is available here and also on our YouTube page. Um, If you want a recap of last night's game, Raj uh, Chapalu uh, handled that on Spaces. And look, Raj is like the biggest optimist I have ever heard. That's the angriest I have ever heard him. It was great. Uh, So check out all of that. And then here in a little bit, I have a really fun interview that I'm going to be uh, hosting on my show. Uh, I am not going to be giving away who that is because I don't want to jinx it, but you are going to want to tune in to that. And then I guess I'll talk to you when I talk to you. This is Anthony Irwin. Have a good one, everybody.